0: Coming to you live from Parkview Studios, the patio. This is the Brothers Catch Up, a weekly podcast where two brothers come together just to catch up. I'm Sal Biazzi with me, as always, is my brother. Frankie Biazzi. Oh boy. It's uh it's been a week.
1: It has been a week, that was correct. Uh, things are different now. Are they? No. I was going to say, everything feels the same. No. Things are different. Things are much different.
0: The Biden Biden passed to, that law. It's not, okay, wait. Yeah, you're Language right. It's not a, not a law. Biden didn't, didn't pass, pass any laws. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Biden signed an executive order. Or he's trying to sign an executive order. I don't even know if he signed it yet. That would mandate any company with 100 employees force their employees to get vaccinated
1: or face termination. Yeah, no, that's definitely not a law. So that's crazy. Just a <laughs> fascist decree.
0: <laughs> and we could spend time here bitching we about We should actually that.
1: change the name of executive orders to fascist decree. Fascist decree.
0: Yeah, right? That'd be good. Well, they're not all fascist. Some of them are just...
1: No, they're all fascists. Some fascist. of them are just monarchal. Like... Doesn't matter. They're all fascists. I guess it's what they're called. They're fascist <laughs> decrees.
0: <laughs> well, fascist implies that
1: there's a they're merger... They're not executive orders.
0: Fascist de- implies that there's some... That there's always some sort of merger between the state and the corporate. But in some instances, you don't... It's just the state. So, like, authoritarian always, maybe, but then fascist a, a lot of the other times. But, like, we could spend all... This whole episode bitching about how fascist and evil the government is, and how it's time for us to rot, to do X, Y, and Z. Talk about that all the time. But we always though. say this: the government is out of bounds. It's run by criminals, and it's time we do something about it. You know where we stand if you're listening to this podcast. We're not gonna do that again.
1: So what else has happened in the week since we last spoke? Uh, personally, or like uh, Grant on a grand scale, without anything.
0: Uh, I don't know. Have you ever seen V for Vendetta? No. You really haven't seen that movie? I used to love that movie. No, I tried watching it once and I couldn't do it. I love that movie a lot. Um, And recently I've been thinking about it. I think a lot of people have brought it up in reference to a lot of the things that are happening now.
1: Is it like a real story?
0: Kinda? It's based on a real guy. No. 100% wrong. It's based on a comic book. V for Vendetta was a comic book. It's a Marvel comic. That's based on a...
1: Who's the guy? What's the name of the guy? Guy Fox. Yeah, it's a real person. Yes, but that's not
0: the story of V for Vendetta. It's not
1: it's, Guy Fox mask. V for Vendetta is a guy
0: who's supposedly inspired by the the fantastical version of the Guy Fox tale, which is in British folklore about rebellion against the monarchy. So what it? But this V for guy... Vendetta came out about a decade plus ago.
1: Yes. In the two. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Or Knightley. Really good Which film. Which one is it? Natalie Portman. Really good
0: film. Really enjoy the movie. But it's become, over time, like what Orwell's 1984 is. Like, you could watch that movie and the, every other scene, there's something that you're like, wow. That's like today. Or you could see how that could become So what's it about? Like. So in the future, in England... Uh, a fascist authoritarian government has taken over through the fear created from several wor- world wars and plagues that spread across the globe. And the is that United a joke? States, Are you making this no, up? Is real. And the United States has descended into a a lawless uh, civil war ravaged Why country. is it so
1: easy to make up a story like Uh, There's some sort of plague and everyone gets scared and they allow authoritarianism to take (laughs) over. That's what always happens. That's crazy. There's so many. There's so many stories like that. And then I'm like living through it. I'm like, how are we not seeing it? So V is some sort of vigilante
0: antihero who comes out of the shadows one November to remind the British citizens that... Every November or just one November? One November in the future to rise up against this authoritarian dictatorship. Essentially saying, remember, remember the 5th of November... When treason and toil and plot, like all stuff, that like, it was, it's that treason that allows you to be free. Like, you can't.
1: There's no might, point in I being loyal to its tyrannical state.
0: So, I was going to say, I hadn't watched it in a while. And having watched it now
1: with Rachel. I have like recently, a justice boner just hearing about okay, it. Okay.
0: Having watched it with Rachel now and seeing it again and watching it in perspective of like modern context. I think that maybe there was like a little propaganda campaign against the movie because of how prescient it is. Like, in my mind... Does that have better views? No. Not that. But the character V is what essentially inspires the memes of neckbeards in the 2000s, in my opinion. Like, V for Vendetta gets co-opted by nerd culture. The Guy Fawkes mask becomes the symbol of like anonymous and and yeah vigilante internet justice to the point where it becomes cringe and the way v speaks when you first saw that movie a long time ago was cool but when you see it now it is just like what we think of internet nerds the way they sound is how v sounds so i think that there was a little bit whether intentionally or not like, a little bit of a propaganda smear against that movie that makes it kind of cringy today. Or maybe, like, it's... People associate it with that kind of culture rather than what it actually is, which is a very good action movie, but also, like, a creepy foreshadowing of the world that we're finding ourselves in today. Like, you could watch it now, and you'd be like... And you have to be... There's, it's subtle, too. Like, a lot of the news broadcasts in the movie are, like, headlines or things that they're not even really focusing on. It's just setting yeah, the but character you could, building like, it's, you're like oh my
1: goodness yeah <laughs> is this what is this a blueprint is someone following this
0: so
1: alright you've piqued my interest a little bit because I think I've only tried to watch V for Vendetta once and it was a long time ago and it I didn't like it but I only watched like 20 minutes I was like it's, it's an me.
0: early Marvel movie so it's
1: a little bit different than but it's Marvel it's a Marvel movie yeah. I feel like it's not Marvel it is okay, is he a superhero kinda yeah Who does he kill when he goes on these attacks? Members
0: of the government, essentially, like the fascist government.
1: And how long is our his, like, killing spree? So... Is it a multiple thing or is it a one-time thing?
0: So he shows up... The holiday is November 5th. And in the future, no English citizen even remembers or celebrates November 5th. He shows up on midnight on November 5th one year. And essentially says, like, a year from now, I'm going to blow up Parliament on November 5th. And I want you all to stand outside and watch me do it. And so, the, the November 5th happens the first time he goes on a killing spree, becomes a terrorist. They're trying to find him. They they claim essentially that they kill him, and the British people don't believe that. But then a year passes, and so like everything that takes place in the course of the year, and then the end of the movie is the climax. The next November 5th. So
1: there's two November 5th in the movie it starts on November 5th
0: and it ends on November 5th the year passes in between does he
1: blow up parliament
0: I'm not I'm not going to tell you I don't want to spoil anything in the movie
1: I mean if he doesn't it's... I kind of want a real V <laughs>
0: where's the real V well I think if we watch that movie it's very inspirational for people who feel this way because the whole movie is about this like it literally and he's like you all like literally there's a speech within a half hour to 40 minutes in the movie that he gives the British people, he hijacks the national television system, and broadcasts a message to people. He's like, "I get it. You know, the plagues were scary, and your routines are good, and having security and your finances is important, and all those things. Like, I understand. But you,
1: but we all know something." I feel is, like you're making this up. No, I feel seriously. like you're just making up a story that's just today. No,
0: this isn't we, real. And he says, "We all know that everything." I'm gonna is, fact check this. I'm gonna watch all, it. And we I'll, all know that everything that something is wrong with the society. And we can't sit by and just let it be wrong. We have to do something about it. We have to make the sacrifice of giving up that comfort. And it's a crazy speech because literally, just in the wake of Joe Biden's speech where he literally comes on TV and says, My patience patience is wearing wearing thin," thin. He sounds like the dictator figure who gives speeches to the people, the big head chancellor. In this movie. In this movie where he's like, those diseased rodents are tearing
1: England's power. Kamal Harris just tweeted. It's crazy about how we need to protect the vaccinated. Why do we have to what protect is the, the vaccine What was the vaccine? <laughs> is that not their protection? not
0: protect the vaccinated?
1: It makes me want to infect the vaccinated so, <laughs> so much bad. more.
0: Come on, vaccinated. Knock it off. These games are ridiculous. You have to be smarter than this. I'm never getting vaccinated. With anything again. I will sooner die than let any medical professional inject me with anything. I will die of tetanus, I swear. I will die of rabies. It has now become that kind of position.
1: Do it, you won't. I will find a stray cat right now. (laughs) You'll die of rabies? I will
0: die of tetanus. Rabies are... Yeah, I'll get locked
1: Rabies is brutal. I don't care. It's like... Okay. I'm done. You know what I'm scared of? What? The... Chronic wasting disease. That's scary. In these deer. Yeah. Because I, I want to be a deer hunter real bad. We've talked get, about it on this podcast. I don't want to
0: get chronic wasting. How time. do you
1: know if that deer is the bad deer? What if we eat bad deer and we just die?
0: Well, what if we eat bad meat and get salmonella and
1: die? It's different. I don't think you can cook chronic wasting disease out. Probably not.
0: Oh God. So yeah, I would recommend V for
1: Vendetta anyone out there. It's yeah, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna definitely uh, look at that. Uh, we'll it's funny, on. actually. I think this is good juxtaposition here. So with everything going on, just how you know, obviously, like I watch a lot of sports. But if I'm not watching sports, I'm typically on Twitter or YouTube, and I'm watching a lot of political stuff or reading a lot of political stuff, and it just it, Gets you bogged down, right? So, as you're watching a movie that's kind of like paralleling what we're living through, I have started a new show. I wanted to watch something that was just going to be. I could turn my brain off, put it on in the background, focus on it, whatever, it doesn't matter. Just laugh and ignore life. So, I started New Girl. Oh, God.
0: It's
1: not a bad show, it's not <laughs> great. That's Zoe Deschanel.
0: Yeah, I've seen episodes.
1: It's funny. Like it's it's funny. It's a funny show. Um,
0: <laughs> I'm really not a big sitcom guy.
1: No, I know you aren't.
0: I like Seinfeld.
1: Oh shit! Actually, hold on. But more important thing to talk about. Okay. Forget New Girl and Seinfeld. Well, actually, Seinfeld's coming to Netflix, and I'm excited. That's I'm going to awesome. watch. I'm going to watch Seinfeld. I've never watched Seinfeld.
0: Good,
1: good show. Everyone talks about it being like the greatest uh, you know sitcom what I like of all even time. Even
0: more than the original Seinfeld fan-written Seinfeld episodes based on modern issues. Because fans are so much better than even, Than right
1: the now. head writers. That's the I thing with
0: Star Wars, too. Like, the content that the fan community come up so with wants a good
1: Star Wars property. It's always better. Everything Fun. should be crowdsourced and fan-funded fan, <laughs> fan funded for sourced. But I mean.
0: there are so many good communities, or even on Twitter you'll come across, like, just a guy will be like, Seinfeld deals with anti-vaxxers. And even though I'm an, like I'm anti-vax, now, it's funny. Like, it's so funny. Like, it's just like it would be like that. because just the, the characters on Seinfeld are so distinct and you, you love them so much that you could hear their voices so strongly in all of these situations. And in fact, the, one of the most iconic Seinfeld episodes, I feel like in the modern age is the, is the AIDS Walk, have you ever seen the clips from the AIDS Walk Seinfeld episode? No. Where Kramer, Kramer wants to walk in the AIDS March for AIDS awareness, and when okay. he signs up, they want him to wear a ribbon. Okay. He's like, I don't want to wear the ribbon. So you have to wear the ribbon to walk. He's like, Why? I don't want to wear the ribbon. He's like, Well, you just have to. He's like, Well, that makes me not want to do it. I'm not going to wear the <laughs> ribbon. So you got okay. so it becomes a thing like you have to wear the ribbon. So he doesn't wear the ribbon. He walks in the march anyway. But then they all notice that he's not wearing the ribbon. He's like, Hey, that guy's not wearing his ribbon. And they chase him, it's a big deal. It's hilarious. But it's literally like again, today, where why doesn't that guy have his vaccine? Get that guy! It's crazy. It's just, yeah, it's so good. But pop culture used to and I feel like nowadays because the the spin is so strong and it's so co-opted by, it's so much propaganda now and I feel like 20 or 30 years ago there was so
1: much more authenticity in the content that was created. Everything works for it instead of fighting against yeah. it.
0: Yeah. So now things... I feel that. It used to be prophetic. I don't think in 20 years we'll get prophetic. No. Like we're gonna get well, maybe because, it'll be prophetic, but it'll be like... no. I don't think so. It'll be more like a setup to like glorify what eventually becomes dystopia.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think we won't. I, I think you're right. I don't think you will get prophetic because it'll be I like think inverted. no. Who's got the balls to do it anymore? No one. But what? But the truth
0: that they'll tell you will be intentionally told and make it seem like a good thing. So what? So what was different would be like 30 years ago when we're talking, or like even. 10 years ago with V for Vendetta the dystopia is clearly dystopia and the authoritarian government is clearly the bad guys and like same with the movie Elysium that came out a few years back but like I think in 30 years when you see a movie that's like wow this predicted the future the predictions will instead of like predicting it as look at the terrible dystopia it's like look at this great future that you're going to have and it'll be accurate like kind of almost like what Black Mirror does but they still do a good job of yeah Making it seem evil or bad. Um, what about the new Matrix movie coming out? Kind of excited about it. I'm
1: actually. Even. I've seen a lot of negativity around it. The little ne- trailers and clips, though, are really interesting. It looks like Neo is less like. taking blue pills. Non stop. Because he's, like, I, I, he's like, I don't want to know. I think. a couple of things here. They did it
0: right in getting. If you're rebooting the franchise, and the actors are still capable of doing it. Use that cast. Yes. And not, we're not trying to reset everything. Well, we're not trying. It's to, weird
1: because like it's Neo. It's Neo. But it's not Laurence Fishburne. No. But that's okay, because we already
0: know everything that happened in the first three Matrix movies exposed us to the concept that these things are repeating that Neo's done this over and over and over again. That this war is a constant. So they have the out already to be able to reset this universe. We know that Neo is always the one. So it's kind of cool that we'll
1: get to... You can almost tell the story again, but do it a little fresher. Yeah, Yeah. so I'm okay with that. It's got... It's the Wachowski sisters, right? Brothers? (laughs) That's so weird, though. Yes. It's not weird,
0: like... Well, they were the siblings. They were the brothers when the movie started. But now they were they're siblings. The siblings. And now they're sisters. Are they sisters? They both transitioned. No. Yes. they were I... twin brothers at the start of the franchise, and now they're ending it as twin sisters. It's
1: kind of full circle. <laughs> In a weird way. Um, but yeah, I think the movie looks good. Okay. Uh, here's the other thing. I know you hate stand-up comedy these days. I don't know the last time you watched the stand-up special. Do you have any idea? It's been a while. Like a new stand-up special. Maybe like if Tosh came out with one, I know you'd watch that. But as far as like... I really think you should... It's a quick special. It's not an hour. It's like 40 minutes. Watch the new Shane Gillis special. It's really funny. Uh, it is a top comedy special for me, like, maybe all time. Okay. Like, I think it's that funny. I'll have to check it out. I think he does a great job of kind of, like... In today's world, where everything feels so PC, he calls it out in a good way, but not like a... Not like an F.U. kind of way, just a very natural, in his way. And, uh, I really like that. I think you should definitely take a look at it. I hope, I'm gonna check it out.
0: On your recommendation.
1: So I'll watch V for Vendetta. You watch Shane Gillis. How long is V for Vendetta? Like
0: an hour and a half. <laughs> Might be a little longer. Maybe it's like, close to two, almost two hours, but not quite. Um... Alright, so I don't want to complain about 9-11, I don't want to talk about the vaccine stuff, I don't want to bitch about the government or the upcoming Civil War. It was nice to just catch up. We should up. do
1: it every other week. Yeah. Not an episode, just like every other week we like, we need like a filler week where we talk about like, nonsense. Then we come back and the week after and we go, alright, here's everything that's happened. We can do it that way.
0: Um, but
1: other than that, I, I'm good. What do you, how do you feel? I feel pretty good. All right. I don't know. Life's just been lifing, you know. Yeah, for sure. It it doesn't stop. There's times where you just want to like pause it and like, hold on, let me catch my breath here. It just keeps going, and you're like, son of a bitch. Yep. And you just keep falling further and further to the the darkness of the abyss. And you're just drowning. That's life. But we're gonna get through it. Or you'll just drown. Yep.
0: Alright, we'll talk to you later. Right, bye bye. <laughs> Hold on, wait, wait, Okay.
1: Welcome to After the Squirt Sports, a sports podcast by the Brothers Ketchup. Here's your host, Frankie Biazzi. Hello. Welcome. It's my brother, Sal Biazzi, with me.
0: We're all
1: here. We're here to talk about sports after the squirt.
0: All right. Too bad the baseball season's over, but yeah, football.
1: Yankees are dead. Great. Yanks are dead, but football's back, baby. The Yankees had like one of the
0: best weekends of baseball where they lost two out of three. Like it was actually the games were good, they were fun, but they suck because they can't win games. They lost two out of three to the Mets. Lindor just absolutely. Did you watch the game? Actually, actually, yes. I actually I watched watch. like the second half of the game. But I actually wasn't... Because I've given up on the season at least eight times already this year. Watching Lindor hit three home runs last night and absolutely embarrassed the Yankees. Hit three home runs? Yeah. Hit three? Three home runs. And it was good, though. Like, I was, like, happy for him. I was like, good for the Mets and Lindor. Like, they've had such a shit season.
1: How is that... We don't have a single pitcher on that team who can get him out.
0: No, yeah. No one can get him out.
1: He hit a home run off Chad Green, D. Peralta... Chad Green... Uh, Is awful.
0: I don't even know the first guy you do know. It might have been... I don't it even Was know. it Clark? Was it Schmidt? It might have been Schmidt. I don't know. But regardless... Like,
1: bug like in your eye.
0: Lindor dominated, and after the season that Lindor and the Mets have had, they're not going anywhere.
1: They so, might.
0: It's nice that Lindor had a little bit of a New York moment. They're getting hot at the right time. I don't think it'll be enough. But maybe it will. Good for them if they get there. Um, but yeah, the Yankees are dead. Dead, dead, dead. Dead, dead, dead. Like they're out of the wild card. They're out of the wild now. card. They have to win, like essentially, at a crazy pace the rest of the year if they want to get one of those wild card spots. And yeah, because you have it. to.
1: Because now you're like, they got to chase teams. Now you're you're in the same position as Seattle. You're just Seattle. So it's gonna be tough. And you know what? I'm at the point where
0: I don't even care if they do or not. If they do, if they make the playoffs and they get in, it'll be fun. You know, go see how far you can get, whatever. But I have no expectations there. If they miss the playoffs, which I'm kind of almost hoping, I'm hoping the playoffs, they miss the playoffs. They need to really have an introspective moment and make drastic changes. Did you
1: see that. the news today? The breaking news today? No. Glaber Torres. Drunk. No longer a shortstop. Second base? He will be playing second base from the, for the remainder of the season. Gio Rochelle is your New York Yankees starting shortstop. And DJ LeMay is, is third. your third base. That's baseman. how it should have been for the last
0: six months, but okay. I'm glad we're always late to the.
1: How much better is Glaber going to be as a. Second baseman? Second base.
0: I hope he's not ruined. I mean, if he's not ruined, he could be the second baseman he was a few years ago. But if he's ruined as a player, if he's, like, confidence is shot, if he can't hit the ball anymore, then, uh, yeah,
1: it's going to be a problem. Do you know who holds the top spot in the wild card now?
0: Uh, Is it the Red Sox or the, no, Blue, Jays? the Blue
1: Jays? No, it's
0: the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays won Jays are... 22-7 last night or something crazy. They,
1: they put up runs, man. They're a good team. They put and up 11 runs in two seven-inning games. If I'm the Rays, I'm
0: a little worried. About facing the Blue Jays. Right. I'd be scared. Because the Blue Jays have had their number a little bit this year. I would be rooting for the Blue Jays in the playoffs if the Yankees aren't in the playoffs. I would probably be. Yeah, the Blue it. Jays are I'm sick. into that team. I like that
1: team a lot. The Blue Jays are sick. Um, if they weren't our division rivals, I'd like them to Yeah, more. so I mean, like, we're.
0: I hate that they share fans with the Buffalo Bills because I hate the Buffalo
1: Bills. We're a game back. And the Bills not. We're a game back. And then Oakland and Seattle are kind of right, right there. there with us.
0: So it's a lot it's very jammed in that like wild card race in the AL It's not good. not really where you want to be
1: and we'll might be
0: going on the road in that game.
1: The Mets are only three back of a wild card spot probably they can get but it. they have the Phillies ahead of them <laughs> and the Braves are the, the Cardinals, Cardinals ahead of them here. and the Padres ahead of them. Yep. So they have to jump all those teams and then hope that the Reds drop out. Good for the Reds and sunny Gray.
0: I think we need to talk about the big, the big, the big issues. elephant in the room,
1: the Giants.
0: The New York Giants are terrible at football.
1: <laughs> Daniel Jones, awful. Thirty fumbles.
0: Um, I watched the Jet game because I always watch the Jet games, and uh, they're terrible. Zach Wilson's electric. Really like that kid. I like his character. I like a lot about him. Like that he's a very like a Mormon that looked like he came out the of the quarterbacks,
1: laboratory. The quarterbacks in the AFC East Fun. are nuts. It's gonna be a good couple years. Josh Allen, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, Tua Tagovailoa.
0: That's Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. That's crazy. Um Zach Wilson had an okay day. If I'm a Jets fan, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, he wasn't terrible. But if we're being honest, the Jets are bad. The Jets are a bad football team, the Panthers are a really bad football team, and the Jets are worse than them. And Sam Darnold Looks like the better quarterback on the field.
1: I am hoping that next week the Jets can pull off a miracle against the Pats. That'd
0: be great. But, okay, so, da- Darnold hits Robbie Anderson for, like, a 50-yard touchdown pass. What a it's duo. Sick.
1: Could you imagine if you had those two on your team?
0: And the announcer's like, that's the 12th time in their career they've hooked up. I'm like, I mean, they're both good. Like, Robbie Anderson, Robbie Darnold, Anderson's a sick.
1: Good receiver. Darnold's, Darnold's not good.
0: When will Jets fans take a moment and just say, "Maybe it's us"?
1: Like maybe it's not the people in the uniform. Well, they're gonna always. I think there's always gonna be like certain franchises that do have that problem where it has nothing to do with the players and it's just you. <laughs> like, let's look at Jacksonville. <laughs> this is you. You hired Urban Meyer. You drafted Trevor Lawrence. You're gonna ruin him. And you're going to just stay the Jaguars. Because that's just what you are. You always are. be the Jaguars. It's what you are. Yeah. You did this. It has nothing to do with the player. Trevor Lawrence would have been great anywhere else. But he's going to be a, a bust and just bad on the Jaguars.
0: There were a lot of wacky games yesterday.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: That Cardinals, the Cardinals, game, the was Cardinals
1: game was crazy. The, the Washington football thought, team
0: almost pulling out a win
1: but losing to Herbert. I thought the... I thought the Eagles game was nuts. I didn't see them putting up 30 points. I think, thought they were going to win that game outright because I think the Falcons are terrible, but...
0: The Falcons didn't even show up. I think Matty Ace is done. Um, He's been done. Can we take a minute to acknowledge how terrible the national football media is? Like
1: They're wrong on every pick all the time. There's
0: so many things that they're wrong about. But the idea that like Justin Herbert, off of last year's performance, is going to be like... They're, su- they say that they're thinking the Chargers are a Super Bowl contender. The Chargers really struggled against a Washington team that I don't think is very bad, who's starting that I don't think is very good, whose starting quarterback got hurt and was out the whole game, and they still almost let them come back and win.
1: Yeah, I agree. Bengals pulled off again. I'm, I'm so tired of... And it's always, it's always more so earlier in the season, so I'll give a, a little bit of a... of a... some leeway, but, like, why is it everyone picking the Bills over the Steelers why is everyone picking the Pats over the Dolphins why is it it it, no one has a thought of their own to be like you know I really actually see a way where the Steelers can pull off this game because they have a really good defense and it's still Ben Roethlisberger it's so much like everyone thinks the same way and it's it's so annoying like it's really really annoying Uh, especially as a Dolphins fan and we see it time and time again. The Pats are going to get favored over the Dolphins, even though but I thought le- the Dolphins were a better team. They're a better team last year. I think this off season nothing changes. I think the Pats got better, but I don't think they got better than the Dolphins. Um, I know they were in New England, but I don't know.
0: And more I- than just them picking the Dolphins or picking the Pats or whatever, it's the narratives that they build. So like all week leading up to this game, the narrative was that Mac Jones and Tua and how Mac Jones is ready to for this and going to be a great player and the New England defense and New England's going to be back and the Dolphins are going to have their work cut out for them or whatever and everyone picks the Patriots. We go into the game, Dolphins squeak out a win. Every national pundit in the country that's talking about the Dolphins-Patriots game last night are talking about it as if the Patriots won. They're like, why the Patriots are going well, to the playoffs, the Patriots are... And I get it, like, Jones didn't look terrible. But come on, man. The Dolphins won the game. It's not like the Dol... Everyone's like, oh, the, the Patriots... I literally got into an argument on Twitter with someone over the fact that the Patriots played better than the Dolphins all game. And the Dolphins got lucky, essentially, is the idea. No. That the was- Dolphins
1: won the football game. The
0: Dolphins went to Foxborough, had the lead 90% of the game... Just because you had time of possession and more yards doesn't mean you played well. The
1: Patriots looked like dog shit most of that game. Well, you also... If there was one penalty that shouldn't have been called, the roughing the passer, the Patriots don't score a touchdown. They go a whole game without a touchdown. The
0: illegal hands to the face on Sealer the third and one spot that they but give the patriots let's the just ball say
1: but let's just say football there's always going to be bad penalties that all oh, that calls uh, whatever let all of those go let's just talk about the roughing the passer call that was insanity to but call see, that, roughing the the that roughing they the passer they don't get a touchdown here's all game. The thing, though.
0: that roughing the passer call of all the calls that i take issue with i think is the at least letter of the law call like, you really can't hit quarterbacks in the knees. And I get it, he was falling down, he was going but you can But you
1: can't go high on a quarterback, you can't go low I on agree. a quarterback. But, like, what are you supposed to do? But, Especially if you're falling. But that are, you, flag, are you supposed them, to just not go at the quarterback? Them
0: throwing that flag, though, doesn't mean that's a bad call as much as that rule sucks. Like, it's stupid, and I think it's wrong. Like, to me, that was a good football play and a good sack. That should have been a sack. And it's, like, hard to watch football when things like that are penalized but the refs there didn't really make a mistake because they saw a quarterback get hit, hit in the knees and they threw a flag. Zach Sealer gets called later in the game
1: for the hands to the face.
0: To hands, for the hands to the face. And, and, they, called it, the Patriots and they called it, it on drive. Davis. they called it on his chest the whole
1: time. And they called it on Raekwon Davis. On, Who wasn't even in the game? It's so, so, like, what are the refs looking at? What are you doing? The refs are, are awful. Now,
0: the first fumble, if I'm a Patriots fan, I may be saying, hey, I think he was down before he drops that ball. But the refs made a bad call there, so the Dolphins got one. So you can make that argument, and maybe that balances out if you want to say, like, okay, Dolphins got that break and the Patriots got the call on whatever. But the teams, just, just because Matt Jones was able to complete a lot of short passes and get some yards after the catch because the Dolphins were playing soft zone, when the Dolphins had to get stops and keep them out of the end zones, they did. They did. You, the Patriots looked terrible in the red zone. The Patriots did not play very well on defense. The Dolphins were shooting themselves in the foot on offense outside of their two touchdown well, drives.
1: I'd take issue with that. Uh, I think the Pats actually played pretty well on defense besides two drives. And those were the two were the biggest differences in the game.
0: Um,
1: the defense did a great job applying pressure to Tua. They got to Tua all game. They, yeah. they didn't allow us to establish the run at Tua all. We probably, could not run the ball. Tua,
0: there were probably about 50 to 100 more yards of Tua offensive passing stats that got left on the field because of drops. And the run game in this team, because of how bad our offensive line is, put us in so many long situations. And penalties, like some dumb penalties. So I don't think... And the Patriots are going to say the same thing, but that's kind of my point here. It's like, you can't say the Patriots played better. They lost on the scoreboard.
1: Yeah. Well, no, I I agree with that. Like, you didn't play better. If you played better, you would have won. You would have won. You, you would have won the game. Better. You didn't play you better. Played you better. Played, you played the worst game. You fumbled played all the, you fumbled worst worst the ball. Football, you fumbled the ball three times. That's playing yeah, bad. So like I, that's playing bad football.
0: I'm looking at Patriots fans online saying, like, oh, but if it weren't for the fumbles of Patriots, you know, the Patriots. Mm. Well, that, we can't just do we, where the, we fumble. gonna, like, fumble, the fumbles. The fumbles are part of
1: the game. We took the ball away from you it was Did you see the play like, on the very first drive, the Mac Jones
0: backwards pass?
1: Yeah, it was crazy.
0: I said that. Okay, so another Patriots fan, it might have been Ben Voiland, writer for the Boston Globe, uh, who said I was very impressed with what I saw from Mac Jones today, and I said I was very impressed with his backward pass. That's like a no big no no.
1: Yeah, it was, that, oh, that was throw horrible. The
0: ball backwards.
1: He didn't even <laughs> throw. He just like. He just, just kind of like put the ball on the ground. It was just like a wristy motion of just like flicking it at the ground <laughs> Which is a backwards. Live ball.
0: And that shame on our players because I don't think anyone realized it was yeah. a live ball and made the Patriots players did. definitely did know that was a live He's ball. He's like, oh my god! <laughs> but like, what are you doing? Take that sack! You don't throw the ball down on the ground like that. So I don't get this whole notion that Matt Jones is like. Matt Jones looked like Tom Brady in the sense that he was completing passes. Because this is the Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick offense. Quick passes, open guys, keep moving the ball downfield, be on time, all that stuff. Yes. So, he did that, but Tom Brady finishes drives. Tom Brady cuts your head off. Tom Brady is, even when your defense is doing everything perfect, he's finding the open guy in the end zone and yeah. killing you. Mac Jones didn't do that at all. Mac well, Jones...
1: it's his first game.
0: But... But the idea that the national media is con- is comparing Matt Jones well, to because, Tom Brady. Well, because
1: because the national media doesn't know what to do if the Patriots aren't the Patriots. Yes, they I don't know. know how to live in that world. They they have their they have their Chiefs.
0: There's real potential. And they for, have
1: the Bucks, but like
0: the Patriots... See, the interesting thing about the NFL season.
1: To listen, me, Stu Finer said it. The Bill Belichick era is it done. Could be out. It's done.
0: But the NFL season to me is interesting. As it goes on, the narratives kind of start to write themselves and reinforce themselves. So the Patriots, the difference between that one-point win on Week 1 and a one-point loss is huge. If next week the Patriots somehow lose to the Jets, like you said, or even if they beat the Jets but then lose a couple in a row or something, then the narrative might be said that the Patriots are a bad, aren't a great team this year. And that could compound. And just by the nature of getting off to a bad start, you could have a bad season, Whereas if you had won this game, you might have had a better season just because of the confidence and the narrative that get built around your team. And it's really in the cards for the Patriots right now, if they don't get back on track in the next few weeks, that a bad season really puts the Bill Belichick era in doubt. So the Patriots, So I, as a Dolphins fan, I know what it's like to lose and have disappointment and want the quarterback to... to Succeed that you just drafted and all these things. But the Patriots, to me, seem like where the Dolphins were a long time ago. And we said that when Brady left, and last year we weren't sure because they got Cam Newton what it was going to look like, and this year they have the rookie quarterback, and it's early. Obviously, it's only one week. But depending on how the next few weeks go, it might be that New England knows what that feels like to be in this kind of no man's land.
1: Also, they didn't play at all like a Patriots team. The Patriots team doesn't fumble the ball three times.
0: Patriots team doesn't lose scoring
1: sixteen points at home. They they don't. Well, anyway, they just it was bad. Um, No, it was good. The Dolphins win. Um, Did you see the Mac Jones press conference?
0: Some of it. Someone showed a highlight somewhere.
1: I don't like him personally. (laughs) I think he's going to be a good quarterback in this league. I think he's, but he's very off-putting the way he speaks. What
0: about J.C. Jackson? You see his comments about Tua?
1: Dude, you got, Devontae Parker made you a <laughs> bitch on three different plates. Like, what are you talking about? And you lost. You the, lost. Receiver, so losers, the receiver too. you were responsible for led the team in receptions and yards. What are you talking about? Well, they got nothing. What are you talking about? We got exactly enough to beat you. And by the way, that's what drives me crazy about the Tua thing. I'm starting to... I want to see so much more from Tua. And I keep expecting these huge games. But like, I don't care if I don't get them and he's delivering me wins. If Tua goes his whole career and just wins football games without ever doing anything special, but when he has to, he does. When he doesn't have to, he does. Like... If he just Win, is wins. always winning games, I don't care. that's all that matters. There's one stat in the NFL that matters: Win. wins.
0: You know what his record is as a starter?
1: He's yesterday was his tenth start and it improved him to seven and three as seven a starter. Seven and three, man. Two of those wins are against the Patriots. It's fantastic. Bill and Belichick's record be. against rookie quarterbacks is twenty and two. One of those two is Tua Tungavailoa. It's so like, suck my balls.
0: Yeah, seriously, he's he's. Hasn't been the flashiest in terms of statistics yet, but the kid is a baby. He's as young as all these other guys. He's as young as Trevor Lawrence. He's as young as Mac Jones. He's as young Zach Wilson's a year younger. You know what I mean? And he's missed a year from that hip. He's still coming back from the hip this year. I wouldn't expect until game six or seven this year for Tua to finally, for this game to slow down. He's, this is only his 10th start and he's 7-3 and three. this game hasn't slowed down for him yet once the game starts to really slow down he processes defenses and he sees the field and his he receivers also, are jiving with him then we're going to start to see some fireworks he also
1: made some throws yesterday that I didn't see him throw at all last year it was the one throw to I think it was Parker I think it was the one play Parker didn't catch where I mean the, the window was so tight and this. I think it was, like a fifteen yard pass and like Devontae couldn't hang on to it, but it was a great throw. Um, he the, made a good throw to
0: Gasicki that was only Gasicki could get to that Gasicki dropped. He made a good throw to Waddle that only Waddle could get to that Waddle dropped. He made so that
1: like, he made that awesome play, that little like bootleg thing to Gasicki to get the first down that eventually had to come back thanks to a hold uh yeah, Leon so, or no, that was the legal man downfield actually. That oh was yeah, Solomon Kinley. So but the,
0: and uh, by the way, Solomon Kinney, Kinley, there were a few plays by a, a, every one of these linemen. Jesse Davis, Solomon Kinley, they all had big errors that they're gonna have to work out. And if they do work it out, it will. Our offense will move so much smoother because we won't have huge mistakes that cost us yards. But every single one of those guys on Did the offensive. Did you see this play?
1: Line,
0: well, yeah. Robert Hunt and
1: day, Solomon Kinley, like just on. pulling into each other, they're like. Cool.
0: So those are mistakes. But I also saw things from every one of those guys that I liked in last night, in yesterday's game. Like Dieter at center, playing hard and getting hurt and staying in the game and playing. I really liked that. I saw saw Kinley bowl a guy over on a run play, and after they got the first down, screaming really into it, like, let's F and go. I like that. These are young guys. This offensive line is filled I with actually, kids.
1: I agree. I liked what I saw. They're I didn't like anything standings. I saw from Eichenberg. But I'm not a trained, like, watcher of NFL. So, like, Liam Eikenberg could have done a ton yesterday that was good. I didn't see any.
0: Eikenberg needs a lot of – we need a lot of patience because he wasn't the starting left tackle all training camp. He's a rookie, and he was hurt half of the preseason. And then
1: he was thrown into this position because because of of Austin Austin Jackson.
0: Jackson. So, like, he really – and they're trying to get him to play right tackle, and he's playing left tackle. So, a lot of problems all around the offensive line. There was, did a great job of mitigating that pressure though.
1: there were some weird ass penalties too like the the Jesse Davis false start on the the play where Jacoby Brissett is clearly not calling a play and the play clock wound down to zero that's
0: a huge error
1: and he, and he like how that's a big mistake like what are you doing it's awful it was awful
0: Cuz that should have been
1: that should have been first and 10 yeah. but now it's first. now it was first and 15 or yeah and you're month. in fuel orange. yeah
0: and then you're not yeah and then we have to get those yards back and that's before Tua throws that dime to Albert Wilson. So like, that, if we're five years, that closer, was the best.
1: I think that was the best play of the game from the the Patriots defense. Yeah, definitely. So they had nothing to do with play. J.C. Mills, Jackson. It was Mills.
0: Mills made a great play on that ball. Most cornerbacks don't get their head around. Don't jump up. Don't swap it that a great ball play. away. He was in great position.
1: Because that throw was great by Tua.
0: Really good. Spot. Albert
1: Wilson probably could have like fought, fought for the ball, for, but, but whatever.
0: Albert, but that but that ball is gonna hit. Yeah. Albert Wilson in stride. He's not thinking like, like oh, this defender's. And Mills like does a. It's a great. this move to tap it away. So, but yeah, the game was great. The Dolphins now go on to face the Bills, and if they can beat the Bills, they'd be two and zero in the division, and the Bills would be zero and two in the division. Plus, with a loss at home against the division rival, it would definitely put their playoff hopes in doubt early in the season. So it's as big a game as you can get for the Dolphins. We go
1: to Buffalo, or Buffalo comes to us. No, we're home. This
0: is our home opener. You got to win this game. Oh man! And you can. And it would be a statement. You could really... Sh- Everyone said this would be a statement game for the Dolphins. It wasn't. This game against the could Bills, though, game. if you come out... And I've been scarred
1: team, by Josh Allen over the last few years.
0: We've never had a performance against the Bills Josh Allen. that we could be proud
1: of. Josh Allen murders us more than any other team. It's like, I'm going to hold my expectations pretty low. I would like to win, obviously, but... I'm okay with the loss. But I'm okay being 1-1 one and one after two weeks. I'm
0: not okay with the loss. Like, I'm not going to say that at this point. I'm okay I'm, with the loss. I'm not okay with the loss next week. Yeah,
1: I, I uh, it depends on the loss, but more than likely I'll be okay with the loss. If we play our game and lose, I'll be okay with it. If we look just terrible and lose, I'm going to be like, ah, like that's – can't have that.
0: But I think you got to win next week. Got, at this point, you put yourself in a position so where – So dumb.
1: It's, it's the second week. week of the year.
0: Yeah. But they, listen, the only games that really matter at this point are your division games. Because last year, that's what cost you the playoffs. You were you were bad in your division. No they one you. weren't. You, you just
1: you, you lost to the Bills twice.
0: That's bad in the division.
1: That's no, not we, bad to the division. If you beat the Bills, you're in the playoffs. That was the difference between us being the playoffs Yeah, but, like, not- I mean, I agree, but, like, we weren't bad in the division. You, I'm not going to be okay. You split with the Pats, I'm you not beat not the crappy gonna, Jets. Like, I'm where not going to be
0: okay. Losing a division game at home against my rival when I have a posi- when I have the opportunity to put myself in an amazing spot going forward and them in a terrible spot going forward, I'm not going to be okay. I with that I mean, you're
1: line. not in a terrible spot going forward.
0: I'm saying they would be in a terrible
1: spot. Oh, sure. Yeah. Like if you lose this game, you're in the, the exact is- spot you thought you were going to be in to start this 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 year.
0: Sure, but that's. At the same time, did we expect to be in a position where we could send the Bills to 0 and 2? No, of course not. So, send the Bills to 0 and 2 and get to 2 and 0 and make a statement to the NFL saying, the, the AFC East goes through us. The AFC goes through
1: us. The AFC East goes through Miami. Okay. I mean, I'll take it. That's what I want. All right. That was after the squirt sports.
0: All right. Have a good week, everyone.